Hi, my name is Dan Gikar and welcome to The Works. Mindset, self-awareness and personal growth and strive towards the ultimate goal of mastering ourselves. Let's mindset engineer. Welcome to The Works. Okay, what's up, folks? We got Fred in the forest in the house tonight. What's up, Freddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, I'm good. So what's going on with you? What's new? What's cracking? How are you keeping busy? <laughs> How am I keeping busy? Well, I get to work from home, so that's always fun. Um, How are you enjoying? I hate, I hate working from home. It's Really? It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. I don't get to talk. I get to talk to myself, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I talk to the phone. I talk to the computer screen. I talk to the printer. They're my best friends now. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was gonna say. You made a lot of a lot of new a lot of new friends you never knew you had. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so uh, yeah, no, you miss the the um, human connection when you're used to yeah, working for sure. in an office. Uh, well, you you kind of miss you kind of miss those those connections and even even stupid little conversations that you have with people about what you do on the weekend or what you do last night. As inane conversations like that are actually quite meaningful if you look at it in the bigger scope of things. So for sure. Yeah, but do you guys do you get used, do you guys use like that Zoom teleconference or uh, yeah, Skype or whatever? Welcome to Zoom. Please enter your TCON ID followed by the pound sign or hash key. That one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the first time I used it, actually, no, the first time wasn't Zoom. I used um, Microsoft Teams. Ah, oh teams, my yeah. God, what what a what a what a mess! There was like eight cameras pointed at everybody. You saw like uh, one guy had like baseball trophies in the back. Another guy had the poster of uh, of um, Playboy <laughs> magazine in the back. It was like you get to see like the 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 different side of people and what they what they have at home. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> you get to see people in their homes, and you see how differently they present themselves. It's it's, it's true, man. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah I saw a guy today who was wearing a baseball cap on a Zoom meeting, like as if <laughs> it's like I'm in my house. I don't give a shit. Like I'll wear what exactly. I want. And I haven't shaved. I haven't shaved in like three weeks, so I'm here with a half gray, half patchy, a patchy gray, half gray, half black beard, and uh, and people are like, "Oh, why? What's what's wrong? Why why are you so shy?" It's like, first of all, I look like shit. I haven't had a haircut in eight weeks, and I haven't shaved in 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 four to six weeks. I can't even remember when I shaved. And well, especially you that especially you that you get like haircuts what every every three two weeks, weeks? Two, two three no, weeks three, week, three weeks yeah I had to cut uh, yeah, on the nose on the nose yeah, yeah I plan them in advance like six no I do two haircuts in advance I plan to to Damn. I, I do the appointment yeah because I like okay. I like to do it a specific day a specific time because I have to go all the way downtown so 
I go when it's okay. free parking and I go in the morning when there's no traffic and uh, I don't get my balls busted downtown by a bunch of idiots. So. <laughs> well, you're, I mean, you're, you're the planner. <laughs> well, I plan. I plan accordingly. Like, what the hell? Why the hell not? I mean, I can't just walk in. It's not like the, the old uh, barber shop. Like, how long can you cut my hair? Yeah, just don't worry about it. 20 minutes, you know? I used to do that on, like, Friday night there with you. my grandfather. So I used to go <laughs> cut, cut her hair on a Friday night, you know? Uh, did many he, many years did ago. Just, did he just shave your head at that time? What was your haircut? No, no, it was no. I just had a regular haircut, a bit short on the sides, a bit of length on the top. I always had basically the same haircut until I started growing my hair. And then after, nice. it was like I go to a hair, I go to a barber shop, and he's like, "Okay, well, what do you want me to do? Like, there's nothing to do here. It's like it's just <laughs> cut, cut some of the tail." <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I so, saw. Uh, so they were forced they were not forcing me they were um they were pushing me to show myself on camera so i turn on the camera and i'm like forgive forgive me for what about you you're about to see and then in the back i i uh, i realized that i had all did you did you dress up no i was wearing a puma puma hood, uh, hoodie yeah i didn't dress okay. up. i don't okay. i never dress up no i have no reason okay. to because I, I dress True. i dress uh business casual in the office so fuck it i'm at home i'm not meeting any suppliers i'm not meeting anybody uh professional so what the hell do i, do I and, how, do and I how, care, right? how did that change, how did that change your job though like that you're not meeting anybody or you used to like let's say like as the forms of negotiation changed yeah there are no negotiation the- there is no negotiation okay yeah so you didn't even have to you didn't even have to adapt your tactics. You're just it just got cut off completely. Well, in a way, it's like we're avoiding to do most of the job with regards to negotiation and um, like uh, supplier agreements, and um, we're, we're we're doing the bare minimum because of a lot of different factors. One, you don't have the people, the resources in the office that you could just go talk to to get information quickly. So everything takes three, four times longer to do. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if you have the tools like Teams, it's usually the people are busy talking to somebody else in the office. You yeah, just exactly. go back every ten minutes until they're not they're 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 free, and you see that they're free. Um, so you 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 there's ways of doing it, and when you have when you're face to face to kind of like influence them. So the negotiation is not only for external people, it's internally getting your point across, trying to get, trying to influence people to come, uh, to come on your side in order to make a decision as a group. Uh, there's a lot of things that's more difficult to do. You don't see them, you don't look at their body language. You, you Most of the time they're on mute. You can't hear if they're, if they're even paying attention to you, there's so there's so, so much you, difference. So, so you, if you were the owner of a company or a big boss or whatever, and you had the option, or empl- your employees would say, "I could work from home, or I could do this job at home." Would you allow it? Would you recommend it? Would you well, would you object some, to it? For some jobs, yes. Uh, for some jobs, I would allow it, yes, because some jobs okay. are completely useless, but a lot of stuff and things that we take for granted, a lot of things have to be done face to face. A lot of the time, 
you influence people from things not even related to work. You have lunch with them, you go have a coffee, you shoot the shit, you talk about the weekend, you talk about the, the latest yeah. television trend about uh, a guy who exactly. raises tigers. You know, stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You form that you form that relationship before anything else. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So Man. in my case, I already have a lot of that relationship with the people that were already there. The newer people, I'm still working on building it. So okay. so yes, I have to say that it that it changed. Obviously, the supplier negotiation is, is much more difficult, and I'm trying to avoid it whenever possible because you call somebody on the phone, you cold call them. Some suppliers I've never even spoken to. You know, we just keep buying the same shit from them year after year for 20 years. I never had that reason to call. And the first time I call, we're in the middle of a fucking crisis. And uh, you, mm-hmm. you want uh, you want your product to be delivered in less than the, the regular amount of time. And they're like, but who, who are you? Don't you understand that we're, we're in a worldwide fucking pandemic and uh, we yeah. can't cater to you? Like, chill out, relax. There's millions of millions of people that want their product fast. So it's it's challenging exactly. because I can I can go and tell the like the production floor, sorry, you don't have uh, your your plastic bottles, so you can't produce this week. It's already enough that the production as it is 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 lower than what it previously was because mm-hmm. the fact that people can't work close together there's fucking the sales are, are are going down because we sell directly to hospitals hospitals do less procedures less procedures that they do the less products that we sell so mm-hmm. it's 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 very challenging so i don't really have the need to negotiate so much externally with the exception of personal protective equipment so that's the thing that busted my fucking balls for the last 6 weeks is trying to find basic things that i took for granted beforehand masks yeah exactly alcohol, yeah and now how's that and how's gloves. that going like it's i disaster. know the ppe is like it's a disaster worldwide everywhere oh no no forget it you can't get it if you if you're getting if you're getting personal protective equipment you're getting the rip off garbage so we yeah. have these knockoff brands that are becoming very popular so if you're able to get personal protective equipment Congratulations, but it's not 3M and it's not Ronco and it's not any of the big companies because all of those actually, um, those, what do you call that? Compliant, they comply to certain regulations for personal protective equipment, uh, NIOSH, I think it's called, right? Those are going straight to the hospitals. Yeah, they have they have the exclusivity right now, right? They, it's a, it's during the middle of a pandemic. They have the exclusivity of of getting those. Yeah. So I have the luxury when I receive a couple of masks, and when I say a couple of masks, it's like literally that. It's like a half a box uh, mm-hmm. once in a while. A few weeks ago, I received uh, one or two boxes of twenty masks, a bit here and there, but. You know that it's the challenging part is is trying to because look if I I can't I can't tell and it's the same it's the same situation with because I work in in purchasing so it's the same situation for anything I can't go up to the people that are on the production floor and say you can't produce because I can't get this product for you that's unacceptable get fired so I have to find a solution 
doesn't matter what the solution, how crazy the solution is, we can't not produce. We're a manufacturing plant, so I can't not feed that. And when a so so what do you guys do now? So what do you what do you how do you manage it if you're not getting the stuff? Well, I, I uh, that that's being used. So back in February, how do you how do you deal with it? So back in February, what I did is that I placed all kinds of orders with all kinds of different suppliers, suppliers that I've never used before in my life. I just placing orders a bit everywhere. And out of all of those orders, and I'm talking about tens of thousands of masks, tens of thousands, I only received maybe 10% of what I actually ordered. And that's, wow. that's when I knew, number one, it's going to be a rough couple of weeks. Number two, mm -hmm. we're not prioritary in the whole scheme of things. So we we changed uh we you know we put in place some controls so that we we stop using as many as we used to. We're making sure that mm -hmm. uh, we have a register so we 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 lock down all of the personal protective equipment and we, we at one point uh people were stealing gloves like a, a production floor employees stealing fucking gloves and and masks to use outside of work. And yeah, personal use, yeah, right? For yeah, for personal use. So that way, like, we realized as as soon as we started hearing the news of this pandemic, it's like, holy shit, we gotta watch out and we gotta start controlling things. So, you know, inventory control is always important, no matter if you're in a pandemic or not. So we had certain uh, certain controls put in place to avoid uh, theft. And uh, and hmm. in terms of supply, well, because we we had more, a better control, we. Uh, we found creative ways to get you know different sources of supply and and we we kind of we're kind of pulling through but i mean we're not out of the hole yet we're at the very beginning yeah yeah, yeah exactly this is just the start this is just because this is gonna have just gonna have like months and months and months of uh like backlash or by you know it's, it's just gonna continue yeah i mean how many it's it's it won't like the switch turned on fast, but it won't turn off oh. just as fast, oh. right? It's gonna be even longer. No, so. Absolutely not, and uh, we have to be prepared for that. So yeah, so we're always keeping an eye out on the on the market to see what's available, what isn't, and so we have a lot of um, small textile companies that are making um, like uh, reusable masks, but not the um, mm -hmm particulate masks like N95 or um, P100, exactly. they're, they're using, uh, they're rather they're making just a cover for your face to stop you from infecting other people, which is the same, um, it's the same idea like a surgical mask, like those blue surgical masks, they're the rectangular ones. Exactly. Yeah. It's to protect the people around you rather than protect yourself. Exactly. Kind of, yeah. So, and that's what you see most people wearing in the streets today, yeah. right? There are all those those things. Wearing incorrectly, I think I have to say, I have to add that word in. Wearing a lot of PPE incorrectly, <laughs> whether well, it's, it's that gloves and, or and, masks, yeah. And it's and it's how they they uh, not only how they wear it, but also how they handle it. Their handling is totally like they're putting it on and off 52 times a day, uh, touching their face. You, you know, the, you see these people, it's like putting it down on their, on their chin or letting it hang off one ear, 
and then putting it back on and they're they're basically wearing it all day long on and off on and off on and off which <laughs> at the end of the day that, you're not really helping the cause that pisses <laughs> me off so much because these people are wasting uh equipment that is supposed to be used to save people they're wasting it and they're probably yeah. infecting themselves and some people around them they're completely stupid <laughs> and it's not even a, and it's a, well, i'm not even exaggerating they're they're dumb they don't go to seek the information they don't know how to put the mask on they don't know how to remove the gloves so yeah i can't get gloves and masks or a multi-billion dollar company how where are you getting the masks <laughs> tell me he had he had call. them in his he had them in his he had them in his garage probably <laughs> i saw one kid walking down the street he had yeah. a, a, you know the 3m uh, half face mask with the respirators with the cartridges you know the ones that the painters yeah, use yeah for like to- uh, noxious yeah. gas i was like where did you get this man? yes where do you get this equipment man it's like that's like hundreds of dollars worth of maybe, worth of equipment maybe it was a painting for a guy and uh the painter helped him out he gave him a mask maybe. or he was doing varnishing of of stairs or that, <laughs> something that like that painter, he ain't painting no more tell you that much Poor guy. <laughs> so yeah we're living in such a, a strange time right now and you know like it's not just personal Every, everything strange it's not just personal protective equipment like i want to go you know you said you wanted me to talk about like gardening and stuff so i'll do, we'll do yeah a, a, yeah so, yeah, so, so tell, i went so tell me about your your gardening what do you think of the future of gardening okay, so since i know you're just fucked man oh we're so fucked. <laughs> listen to this so Ex- explain i went to go buy seeds because i have a lot of seeds in my seed bank but i didn't plant anything okay. because we're planning to do renovations in my backyard so it would have had a major impact on the quantity and the uh like just the control that i have on the garden would have been a mess because then i'm competing i'm uh, i'm competing for space between construction workers and plants and whatever so i didn't i didn't plant anything this year i said this year i'm gonna skip fine uh and i was okay with that i said i'll do something else you know i'll go do something else with my time maybe i'll just plant one or two plants you know a couple of tomatoes cucumbers you know basic stuff not like the whole not like mm-hmm. 15 tomato plants and like 20 peppers and like all kinds of salad salad everywhere like i usually do so i skip okay. i skip looking for seeds and i i didn't plant anything because usually by now i plant my seeds usually around the 20th of march the last week of between the 20th and the last week of march more or less which is eight and th- and those you keep and those you keep them indoors until they germ or how does that they work germinate within a few days depending on the, the, the what type of plant it is indoors, indoors yeah I put it on, right in the windowsill okay. put on the windowsill I water it and the plants grow mm-hmm. for about six weeks and then after once it starts getting hot outside I take them in and out to get them used to the temperature and I did that last year mm-hmm. And it was a bit of a mess, you know, because it's a learning curve. You have to find the right window. You have to find the angle of the sun is important because the sun, when it comes in, it has to hit the plant from the top. It's hitting it from the side. It could make the plant like um, the plant is always going to go towards the sun. So if it's coming from a weird angle, your plants are going to be all weird. 
angled. So, so whatever. Okay. It's that's a little project that I have going. I've been saving my own seeds and starting them the last couple of years, but uh, it's getting to the point where I'm starting a lot of seeds in in in, in my windowsill. The exception of this year, then the pandemic hit, and the renovation was pretty much canceled uh, or was pushed out so far mm-hmm. that you know we're not going to even bother with that. So now I said, mm-hmm. um, I, was, I was just thinking about it in the last uh, week or two. I was like, now I have opportunity to plant the garden that I wanted to. So mm-hmm. I went on the on the some of the uh, seed companies' uh, websites, and I see this fun little notice that says, important, due to current demand and limited resources, please realize that your seed order may take longer to ship. We are currently shipping seat orders received on March 30th. March 30th was two weeks ago. That's their processing to ship. That doesn't take into consideration the delays for preparing the actual shipment, putting the, the, the stamp on it, bringing mm-hmm. it to the post office, all of the, la- the regular delays. This is a company that... So you'll get them in, you'll get them in June. Potentially <laughs> in June. Well, and they're all like that. Now, then I took a step back and I said, what the hell is going on? Like, why are people buying so many seeds? And then after I started to look at yeah. the supply chain of food, where does your food come from? Most of our food comes mm-hmm. from overseas. So little percentage comes from local, local growers because obviously we're in winter. Not much can grow at this time of year with the exception of like greenhouses that grow like tomatoes year round. And there's very few exceptions, but they're very sophisticated systems. So now everybody's Mm -hmm. freaking out because food, like the food supply chain is not broken. It's just um, over, it's- it's, Slowed down? It's slowed down because of the amount people are buying all at the same time. The bread, all the staples, the bread, the milk, the eggs, all that shit is all fucked because there's so much demand all at the same time, unexpected demand, that the sub- yeah, because people because people are buying four of everything exactly. now when they yeah, go exactly the same problem that we had with toilet paper. I'm telling you, uh, for like two or three week window of time in uh, in March, I couldn't get toilet paper mm-hmm. for the office. I couldn't get toilet so what paper. did you what what did you no, use. I- what did you guys I use? Stuck. I just couldn't buy more because I said, fuck, if in the pharmacy and the grocery store, there's no toilet paper, I go, what about my suppliers? Like, we, we still have to shit. Uh, people still shit. So, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't say, oh, no, we're out of toilet paper. Sorry. You know, it doesn't work like that. I still need to buy it. Anyway, so yeah. I had trouble buying toilet paper. On top of all of this garbage, I had toilet paper to deal with. The toilet paper, it's, it's a five-minute order. You put it in the piece. A purchase order, you send it off, and you're done. Now I have to call ten different suppliers. You have this type of paper. You have standard roll. You have jumble roll. You have cordless with core, without core. You have the distributors. Anyway, what a mess. Back to the seeds. So the problem is. <laughs> well, because wait, wait a minute. If you have no seeds, you don't need toilet paper, right? Yeah, that's right. You just use the leaves. Technically, <laughs> the leaves of the seeds. <laughs> So, so then after I, I, saw, a couple, I saw a couple of, uh, I follow like farmers and stuff on, on YouTube and Instagram. So I follow a lot of local farms. The local farms seem to be 
doing everything normally with the exception of the, um, the volume. The volume that they're growing okay. now locally is much higher, it seems, than before. And that's because of the, the it's called the, um, the bullwhip effect in supply chain. So what happens is okay. you get a huge spike in demand or you get a huge back order. What happens is that people start pur purchasing more on top of their normal rhythm of ordering. So that happened to toilet paper and that happened to alcohol, disinfectants, and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so, okay, but here's my question now. Are people actually overbuying or overconsuming fresh produce? And that's the reason no, why not, they got to not, that point? But people are afraid. Okay. That's another source of the demand. Okay. In this case, for the seeds. So fear, so fear could increase Absolutely, demand. Yeah, you wanna you wanna have your, your okay. seeds in your pocket and not somewhere, not at a competitor number one in, or not at a warehouse. Piece. Yeah, because there were, at one okay. point in time there was um, there was the potential for even for shipments to be completely stopped because the guy in the truck who comes and brings the shipments if he has COVID. He's bringing COVID mm -hmm. to every every uh, customer, hundreds of customers. And exactly. Hundreds of customers, exactly. thousands of customers, and there you have another pandemic. So, so what's go. happening now is that because of the because of the fear, there's certain producers, the imports are being slowed down. I don't think locally. They're buying more but i think that there's some problems with the with the supply chain so there's there's huge spikes in demand look for produce i don't think it's a it's that significant but i know for like the staples bread flour mm -hmm. milk eggs that it's it's huge it's completely destabilized with the produce i think that they're it's it's a bit more stable the problem is people are preparing okay. for the future and that's what I think it, it is happening. So yeah, the bullwhip effect. So what happens is that there's a huge spike in demand. And what happens is that you have an empty period of time. What happens is that because of that empty period of time, orders keep piling up and keep accumulating. So what the supplier does or the manufacturer, whoever in the chain, in the level above the customer, he starts gearing up and he starts buying more. And then the guy before him, so you have distribute at the distributor level, they stay bar they, at the distributor level, they start buying more. Then at the manufacturer level, they start producing more. And then the raw materials people see that there's a huge um, increase in production. They start making their own raw materials more and more. So what happens is that it's like a bull whip. You no, know, and you 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 throw a whip. There's the waves of the whip. It gets mm -hmm. bigger and bigger. Exactly. Further up the chain that you go. So they call that the bull whip effect. Yeah, it's, and then, it's a ripple effect exactly. all the way up. Yeah. So what happens is that once everybody is satisfied at the customer level, a lot of them are going to stop ordering. So what happens is that you're going to have excess supply, and then you're going to drive all the prices down, and then you're going to they're going to tank the economy. <laughs> so, okay. So he, so here so here's the thing. Right now, prices are going up because of this whole over demand or whatever and eventually are high because what's going to happen supply once the supply is excess okay. that's when they're going to drive the price down because at one point okay. everybody's going to have toilet paper 
and then after the companies won't know um, what to do with it. So they're going to put it on sale. They're going to try to drive the price down in order to stimulate sales. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's a fun balance between supply and demand. The more supply you have, um, technically, the lower the price should be. This is keeping everything else equal. If you have a really, really high supply, your price should be very low because you want to incentivize customers to buy it. If your demand is mm -hmm. very, very, very mm -hmm. high, you want to keep the price high because you want to control that demand. And also because the demand being so high, you can get away with charging a higher price. The supply is low. Obviously, the person with the biggest wallet is going to get it. So he's willing to give you more money. There you go. So, so <laughs> the seeds. The seeds situation, I think, is caused by the local growers seeing the potential for making more money, seeing the potential for, um, for a problem in the supply chain from imports from other countries who may or may not have an impact because of COVID. So they're, they're foreseeing a problem. So they're preparing themselves so, basically yeah. on having all that all that stock in, in like their yeah, back pocket yeah. in and, case. And personal, right? okay. like uh, small growers are probably doing the same thing because now is not all. But do you think, do you think, do you think these small growers now are going to, are going to like rise to the occasion and could build a bigger business because yes. of this? Like they're good. They're good. They're going to be kind of like, uh, not taking advantage of the situation, but stepping up to the plate and saying, okay, it's time for us to yeah, go now, and I right? Think it, I think it's it's a big, um, to be perfectly honest, I think it's a big scam. I think it's just based on fear. I don't think that the supply chain is broken. Transportation is, is still, mm -hmm. it's still happening. I think production is still happening for all of these essential services, fruits, vegetables. I think it's still happening. Uh, is it happening at the same rhythm? I think there's still a lot of stock in the chain to make it seem like there's no problem. They're maybe foreseeing problems and taking mm -hmm. advantage of it. The problem, though, is that with people okay. not out of work, what is the price that you're going to have to sell these vegetables for? And usually the small, the small exactly. growers demand a high price because they have high overhead. They don't have efficient systems. Mm -hmm. They have high labor. And, you know, if you look at a highly mechanized, like, tomato plant, like those greenhouse tomatoes, well, that, ha ha mm -hmm. half of the work is done by, probably done by machines. There's one guy who, one or two guys who do inspections, but there's, it's so highly mechanized, it's so automated that there's a... Well, that's, well, that's the question. We, we see here, like, our prices in winter time, right? The winter months, they mm -hmm. go up. So... Personally, I think that those prices are going to stay up and probably continue going up, even though it's like growing season here in, in our area, right? I think it's still going to stay well, up, the prices. Yeah. Like, you won't be able to go to the, the, the fresh market and get, and get, like, high quality for, like, good summertime price. Uh, that depends on... That depends on what people are willing to pay for a good local let's say organically grown product are people gonna have enough yeah. disposable income to pay those prices 
if people will still pay those prices, then those farmers will still sell them. Will they sell as much as they did last year? I think 100% no. There's no way that they're going to sell as much as last year when there was an economic boom. Uh, everybody had everybody had a job. There was no no issues. Now you can't even get to the fucking market to go buy these vegetables. So uh, yeah, I drove I drove I drove by today actually uh, next to the market, and basically the market was yeah. was closed. There was no no farmers there. Nothing being sold. You know, because of the social distancing stuff, the stores around the market were open, but the market itself was not open. So, so that's going to have an impact on whether or not they sell. And also, you have to look at big producers versus small producers. The big producers are still producing. There's no issues with social distance on a 100-acre farm. There's no problem. They mm-hmm. have the seeds. They maybe they don't have the, the labor, but they're so highly mechanized that the tractors they run by themselves. There's no people on the tractors. Yeah, exactly. you push the button, the tractor drives by itself. Yeah, exactly. It waters, it plants, it fertilizes, it sprays, does everything by itself. And the tractor, it's like six hundred thousand yeah. dollars, but it does all the work for you. It replaces like uh like a hundred men. So, so exactly. So it's a, it's going to be an, very interesting how it plays out. I, I think that the small growers uh, might be impacted uh, because they're going to try to sell their produce at a higher price, but people don't have the money to pay for it. So I think, like, look at the luxuries that went away in the last couple of weeks. People don't eat at restaurants anymore. People don't go mm-hmm. to the movies. People don't are not wasting money. There's millions of people out of work. Exactly. That's millions of people out of work. That's tens mm-hmm. of millions of dollars that are not being spent in the economy. And when everything goes back, exactly. um, what are they going to prioritize? Are they going to cut on food in order to go socialize? Are they going to um, entertain themselves and save money on the food? So you see, you have to look at you have to look at the big picture. If I have hundred bucks in my pocket, I could do a bit of everything. Five, fifty bucks in my pocket, I'm not gonna buy a tomato at four dollars. Sorry, a dozen eggs for seven mm-hmm. bucks, seven ninety-five. But I, I think that when that's gonna happen is if the prices stay up, people will will say, well, okay, instead of spending money and having to cook for myself and spending money at on these high price items what they're going to do is they're going to say well fuck it i'm just going to go to a restaurant at least i could socialize i could have fun and i'll enjoy myself and i don't have to cook or clean up so i think there's going to be like half the population that's going to be more self-conscious of it and the other half is going to probably say well fuck it i've I've held back for X amount of time. Now I'm going to go out and spend my money exactly. at restaurants and socializing activities, point. right? Um, but where do the restaurants get the food that they cook? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That, the, the, exactly. That's the whole thing is, is that their, their price on the menu, like a plate that was going to cost you uh, 20, 25 bucks. Well, now it's probably going to be yeah. 35 bucks or 40 it's bucks, whatever, right? So The other day I was pricing out a, uh, a plate of 
Casio Pepe in my head. I was like, how much? Beautiful, how much, my best pasta. How do restaurants get away <laughs> with charging you 20 to 25 bucks for a plate of pasta? And I did the calculations in my head. I got the most expensive pack of pasta that I saw in my life. It was like 6.95. Okay, <laughs> 6.95. Okay, yeah. and that's four portions. It's like a restaurant will take all the ingredients, okay, and then they'll add every, add up everything. So at two dollars for the pasta, three dollars for the cheese, uh, ten cents okay. for the pepper, a boiling uh, what else is in there? Casual pape is just cheese and pepper. So whatever, they add everything together, multiply by whatever their markup is. Usually it's thirty, sixty, I don't know, eighty percent depends on the restaurant, and 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 that's their price. If all of mm -hmm. the food costs are going up by 10, 15, 20%, that means all the restaurant prices going up 10, 15%. But there well, you go. You have less money to spend on the restaurant now. So are you going to go to that mm -hmm. restaurant? So it's okay. going to take time, man. It's going to take time. It's going to take time for people to, to, uh, to go back to uh, that routine, right? And also, you know, at the end of the day, it all depends. There's a lot of people that I know that I'm like talking to or that I work with, they're still working 100% from home. Their salaries are still there. Their income is still there. And then you have some other people on the other side of the spectrum where there's no more income. So, you know, for some people it might go back to their normal routine yeah. faster than others so and and so that you will have to wait until it, it plays out um i think because of the fear if i have to like judge it by today i think that it's gonna be the same situation with toilet paper everybody's hoarding toilet paper and now in in two months mm -hmm. they're gonna see what a big mistake they made and they're gonna try to dump they're gonna try to dump their stock and they're gonna dump it at whatever price you give it to them just like those idiots that they try to return yeah a, a carriage full of toilet paper at walmart yeah yeah about that right you heard about that the returns of toilet paper and and whatnot mm -hmm. and everything that they bought so so yeah it'll be Jeez. interesting to see so anyway back to the story is so i back I, to your, I tried back to, to your garden I tried to buy seeds and this, although all of the websites yeah. are like extreme delays. One, one company said, uh, we're just not processing personal orders for the next uh, four weeks. Let's just forget, a, forget about your home garden mm -hmm. this year. Forget about it. Sorry. And another guy, another website is, they had three, um, two to three weeks delay. Then they removed two to three weeks and it just says, takes longer to ship and and so oh so there's only give you right. an eta so so <laughs> then what i did is i took a look at my seed bank and i noticed that i i have some interesting stuff that i that i can plant but what i really wanted was cucumbers i i used to have a pack of cucumbers and i and i, and I finished it at one point because the seeds were very old so they weren't germinating and and so so now I'm just hoping at this point that the pepiniere and those those um, what do you call those nurseries are open by mm -hmm. next month. I just want them to be open. Well, they, they I I think they did announce that they could be they they are open oh, yeah? as of this week. Good. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're they they opened up um um anything that has to do with uh, plants and gardening products. Uh, all that I think is opened as of okay, this good. week, if I'm not good. mistaken. I was getting worried about that. Yeah. So this year I'm just gonna go buy uh, most of yeah. my my so, plants, I guess. And what do you what are you planting other than cucumbers? I'm planting uh, tomatoes, some peppers, salad, bananas. <laughs> you're planting you're you're, you're starting a yeah, banana, banana tree easy to plant. you take the banana and you just stick it in the ground and like six months later you have a banana tree so yeah, do it. You can even weather, do it right? in your, on your windowsill you take a banana throw it in a pot of earth and you see what happens six months from now i want, I want people to try it try it and get back to me and see what happens but yeah so um yeah the usual the usual suspects i think i, I grew too much stuff last year and i had a lot of uh extra extra stuff and extra plants to manage um some plants didn't do as well mm -hmm. as i would have liked uh, but last year was very very hot so i was constantly watering the plants and i think i'm going to change up the technique this year because uh, I, I do mostly container gardening so the plants dry up very quickly and and where do you where do you where how do you get your all your information because i'll be honest i've been I, i've been looking at it and um I actually told uh, my parents to start a garden this year, you know, to get some tomato and some plants and some cucumbers and some salad and whatever. And But, you know, I'm not an expert on that. So I've been looking at YouTube videos of uh, Farmer, Farmer Bill. Bill yeah. uh, I, th I think that's his name, Farmer Bill. And he was actually doing stuff on uh, um, uh, what, what do they call it? High bed, high bed raised, gardening raised or something beds. like that. Yeah. So it's out beds. of ground. Yeah. Raised bed, raised bed gardening. So it's out of ground and and I don't know. I was trying to look at what's the best best earth and how to use compost and blah blah blah. And it's like it's a freaking science, man. It's really like you have to put some time into it. You can't just plant stuff and water well, it and expect could. it to grow. You yeah, you well, actually you kill could, the plant, right? Could. You know, you, what, what, what you don't get in yield, you'll get an experience. And that's mainly where you're going to learn from observing the plant and what, what happens yeah. if you give too much water, what happens if you don't give enough. But YouTube videos is a good place to start as a basic guide, um, looking at your space. Where did I learn? I have a Canadian mm -hmm. Encyclopedia of Gardening. I have the Market Gardener book. I have Birds for the Greenhouse and Polytunnel. I have the Farmer's Almanac every year since 2015. So I take you did some uh, studying and some reading <laughs> and some yeah, and some experience. And I have a book called uh, I have the old farmer's almanac. Matt. I remember last year the best salad I had all of last year actually came from using uh, your produce. Yeah, good. Do you remember that? Well, I yeah I, it was a fantastic I salad i can't you know <laughs> i can't vouch for myself i don't know i haven't tried other people's salads i i refuse to try other people's salads <laughs> i have so much of it myself but, um, thank you yeah it's uh yeah it was phenomenal phenomenal honestly it, it didn't you know what it didn't taste like plastic it actually the, the 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 whatever you were eating had the 
the flavor properties of what nice. it actually yeah, was. I'm very happy about you it. Know what I mean, yeah, it's 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 very rewarding yeah. to, to grow your own food, especially that the quality is is much higher. Yeah, although it's a headache sometimes because you have to deal with animals, you have to deal with pests, to deal with insects that eat your food. And 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 sunburns, exactly. sunburns. Um, so where to start? Yeah, YouTube is a good place to start. Again, there's a lot of misinformation on YouTube. People start shooting off like lists of chemicals that you have to buy in order to get a successful garden. But so you use so you know, use all natural stuff. Not in, in not for every vegetable. Okay. Um, I, I use I use okay uh, I use chemical what you call quote unquote chemical fertilizers sometimes, uh, but I also have natural mm -hmm. fertilizers and I choose when to use one versus the other. Like when I'm very close to harvesting okay. the vegetables, I'll use a natural fertilizer because by that time the plant would have uh, would have used up all the chemical and. In my head, I think that, um, you know, the, the further you are away from using chemicals, the better it is. But I don't have, I don't have a compost bin. I don't have ways to bring nutrition into my earth because my earth is in containers. So I, I use as natural as possible, but I use chemical fertilizer to help when uh, plants are not doing very very well okay. or um or if they can just use a little bit of a boost but really the basic is, is the basic chemical is exactly the same what a plant extracts from natural fertilizer is the same chemical like what you find in, in like the blue powder it's the same thing it's just that when you use natural you have cool. uh, uh, minerals and you have little uh, micronutrients that are not found in 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 like uh, mm -hmm. big box uh, miracle grow and shit like that so it's it's not, it's uh, not okay. bad but it's difficult it's difficult to grow natural because you have to make sure you have compost you have to make sure to feed your soil you have to make sure that your soil is healthy that you add uh, that you have the right soil life is there a way is there a way to test yeah, is there a way to test your soil, like the composition of your soil, and if it has all the, like the nutrients yeah. or? Yeah, yeah, of course. Is there yeah. a way to you test that? Take a sample okay. from your soil, you put it in a jar, and you send it to the lab, and they, they test how much, all the mineral content. They test um, uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium levels. They look at, uh, <laughs> they look at minerals, metals. Lead, obviously lead you want to test for lead iron mm -hmm. zinc um calcium mm -hmm. levels will severely affect your your ability to, to grow things sulfur you know some things grow really good with sulfur in the in the soil uh, look for lime and for a whole bunch of stuff and i've 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 seen somewhere too also like the uh the location of where you plant certain plants or vegetables example can be side by side like some some certain vegetables don't like being beside i don't know i guess the nutrients that's 
another plant yeah, absorbs that they need or something like that for, for space and for food <clears throat> but i wouldn't worry about that on your mm -hmm. first garden i just put the plants in the earth make sure that you feed them make sure that they get water and sun and that's all you worry about on the first time because it could be very very complicated to the point where you start mixing in uh different uh, micronutrients you start using algae extracts you start using uh chicken manure, you start adding uh, fish compost, you start getting um, uh, fermented fish uh, juice, you start adding, uh, you start adding Epsom salts, you start adding fucking aspirin, there's people that they, they add uh, baking soda sprays and you start spraying the plant to remove uh, fungus spores from spreading. And after you, you yeah, you... Oh my oh, God, yeah, this once, is highly complex. Hole, you're, Holy you're, you're, crap. you're screwed. I mean, in a good way, I was basically reading on, you know, like what's the the best type of earth to buy to put in a in a okay. pot to grow the, the, a plant. The easiest thing that no. you, <laughs> the easiest thing. It's very simple. I think <laughs> I, I don't want people to complicate their life. If you put it in a pot, you buy potting soil. If you put it in the garden, the earth, you put compost. Okay. And that's it. Don't complicate your life. Okay. You put a bit of okay. <clears throat> Compost. You could even put a bit of compost in your potting soil. That'll be even good. A good thing. So you have your earth potting soil. Fine. Or peat moss. You could even make your own potting soil. But I don't think you you want to do that. You have to buy everything in bulk and then mix it yourself. And you buy your food. Your food. You can buy no, your no. Uh, chicken shit pellets. You can buy. You have your compost. Mm -hmm. You can buy chemical fertilizer if you wish. Um, and then you have to worry about water. Get yourself a watering can. Make sure you have a pot to grow it in. Preferably uh, dark in color and not terracotta. Terracotta seems to dry out very quickly. You're going to be watering twice a day, every day. Because it, so it heats up, right, with the sun, water, I'm assuming. But black is good if you're growing tomatoes because it, it heats uh -huh. up the, the base of the tomato plant and it tends to grow better. But... Um, Whatever I say that because mm -hmm. I have white pots and they turn brown and and black with with time, so they're not they don't look white anymore. I have like red and green, a whole bunch of colors, <laughs> and they all look like shit after three years. So, whatever. Um, so that's it. Like you shouldn't complicate your life. Put and if you want to start your seeds, fine. It takes a lot of uh, patience. You have to watch them every day. You have to take care of them. You have to make sure that they stay watered. You don't overwater them. It's a, it's a big, it's a, it's um, it could be very time, time consuming. Yeah, the plants it's a lot of work. are already time consuming. For exactly. example, plants in the, in the, in like the strongest heat of the summer, like July, ish, you know, around the middle of July, that's when they get those like plus 30, 32 days. Okay. Plants in that weather, they can't. Mm -hmm. You can't not water them every day. You have to water them every day, unless you have a watering sprinkler system. You have a drip mm -hmm. system. You have some way to get water to the plant. I last year I watered them every single day for three weeks because it was just too hot. What if what if it rained? One or two days. Yeah, watering in the sense that okay. somebody has to give water to the plant. So. On day on days that it that it rained okay. very very okay. heavily, I would get away with one extra day because it's so hot. Like the, uh, 
but that's my problem when I when I when I do container gardening gardening is that I don't have a drip irrigation system, so I have to do it by hand. But I don't mind because you know tomatoes are good, peppers are good, you know food is good, salad is good. I don't mind giving it water, taking care of it. Um, yeah. So if you want Fantastic. this year, I can show you some tips and tricks, the basics. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'll I'll need some because I I I thought, well, not that I thought, but I thought about doing it, and then when I started watching a few videos and and stuff like that, I'm like, holy crap, this must this might get complicated. So I'm like, ah, you know what? Let me let me talk to Fred. Yeah, and but see. it's it's. <laughs> what he, he yeah, could, yeah, it's not, what it's he could enlighten me on it's, it's, <laughs> it's just different because when you when you're doing it in a in a container you can you can get away with less uh, wait, you can't get away with as much abuse as having it in the ground the ground the plant it has like you know two three feet worth of soil to go down and get water whereas a container once a container dries out bing bang mm -hmm. you're finished dead it cooks it cooks makes sense pot. makes sense so yeah you know there's ways to to make avoid that too but look start small be consistent and um, listen to your plant and ask questions my plant has this yeah my plant has this i think what i will I, I think I, I think you might i think you might get a few uh text messages and uh yeah, uh, no voice problem. notes we, and we pictures. I mean, yeah, we all help each other. So I ask, I seek advice from gardeners who have more experience than me, and people with less experience seek information from me. And the chain, you know, we are we're all moving up in the world together. Yeah, I went to a that's the objective. Friend of mine's this did his garden uh, last year, and and so mm -hmm. and I gave him tips and tricks. Right, so. He planted at the perfect time, planted tomatoes, and he had tomato plants that were 10, 10 feet tall. Because I, 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 yeah, yeah, and he, like, holy crap. Because he had a vertical space, but not horizontal space. So I encouraged them to, to grow upwards. Okay. So staking it, staking the tomatoes upwards. And at one point, he had, he had a branch with like, it must have been like 15 tomatoes on it. And I must have, at least 100, 150 pounds worth of tomatoes for the whole season, but branches were breaking off. And, wow. And then the marmot wanted some tomatoes too, so we had to fight with the marmot. And I, I had like 10 skunks in my yard <laughs> that, we, that we trapped last year. Anyway, oh my God. I remember marmot, that story. Marmot, <laughs> everybody wanted to eat my vegetables. Insect. I had infestations last year, everything. <laughs> I, I've seen shit last year I've never seen in my life. Yeah. So you're so you're the you're the guy that imported all the uh, wild right. uh, yeah, wildlife to the area. <laughs> they figured it out. Fred's yeah, garden. Fred's it's garden. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun though. And it's rewarding and it's a it's a hobby. Like if you don't like doing it, if like it has to be a hobby yeah. first. Yeah, if you're if you're working to get your food yeah. and you you're paying yourself, you know, a couple of dollars an hour, it might not be worth your time unless you unless you enjoy doing it, you know. So we're not getting paid fifty bucks an hour. Farmers don't get paid fifty bucks yeah. an hour to grow tomatoes. So you have to love it. 
You have to really enjoy it. And it exactly. gets you to be outside. And, and when we buy, and when we buy, we have to be aware what goes on yeah, to makes you get that produce. You have to eat. So that I think that's the main message. Yeah. Exactly. Appreciate and enjoy. And uh, exactly. well, sunburn never killed anybody. <laughs> put put some sunscreen on. Yeah, SPF put the sunscreen this year. It's gonna be hot. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> especially with all the 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 no pollution or the the no uh, uh, pollution or smog. It won't block anything, right? It's true. gonna be direct yeah, direct impact. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, some eggplants. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Big eggplants. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Oh, cool. Maybe I get. Maybe I get to do so, those bananas so after all. It's gonna be hot. <laughs> so other than the supply chain demand and uh, and gardening, what else? Uh, what else do you do as a hobby? Hiking, yeah, I'm friend in the forest, so I go in the forest as much as I can, like uh, like hiking. So you're nature a nature man. guy. You're like the nature guy. I can. Getting out there and like, looking at nature and stuff. So I do a lot of hiking. Yeah, most. Well, of did the they close? Uh, they closed. Yeah, they closed all the. I think was it national parks yeah, or even provincial parks, right? They're closed. Also the the the. the the chance that people are going to go polluting them even more because if you bring these people with, with their COVID masks, you're just going to throw them in the forest and they're going to leave them there. So yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I true. I didn't bite. think about that. Yeah. I imagine what they're going to see in the trail. Already enough that people throw bottles of Coca-Cola on the trail. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to start throwing their COVID masks. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I'd like to... You know, had, had I had... Had we not Lord. had this pandemic, I would have I would have started up like as of as of this week probably. Yeah, but you did you did quite a yeah, quite did, a bit uh, winter time uh, as Lake, well. Yeah. Uh, snowshoeing, yeah, I, I did that a few times. Yeah, winter, yeah, winter hiking it's tough. It's good exercise without, without the snowshoes. So I do snowshoeing when it's, if it's powdery, yeah. powdery snow. Uh, skiing, skiing too. I like to do skiing and shit. Skiing is fun, but it's bad. It's hard on the knees. Um, so yeah, maybe. I haven't skied in years, and every every winter time, I'm always like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna come. I'm gonna try. And every year, I'm just like, ah, no, ah, no. Yeah, it's <laughs> so that's it. Okay. Yeah, I like. Uh, I like outdoor stuff. I like uh, campfire stuff. I like uh, walking around in the forest. I'm getting into birds now. <laughs> well, you 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 live you <laughs> you live your name uh, uh, truly, basically, there, Fred in the forest, as much as possible, <laughs> with the exception of bugs. I don't like flies and mosquitoes. Apart from that, I love it. Love it a lot. All right, so thanks for all your uh, your uh, enlightenment on uh, gardening and hiking and planting tomatoes and your future banana tree. 
Thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for, for having me on the show. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And I uh, hope to come back soon. And we can well, discuss uh, various topics uh, and uh, can keep you updated on the, the gardening, the in, very interesting gardening uh, season that we'll get uh, this year. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We have we have a lot of uh, shitloads to talk about. So guaranteed sure you'll be coming back for sure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was an honor and a privilege. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right.